0: Once again I see these hedgerows, hardly hedgerows, little lines of sportive wood run wild. These pastoral farms green to the very door, and wreaths of smoke sent up in silence from among the trees. With some uncertain notice, as might seem of vagrant dwellers in the houseless woods, or of some hermit's cave whereby his fire. The Hermit Sits Alone. These beauteous forms, through a long absence, have not been to me as is a landscape to blind man's eye. But oft in lonely rooms, and mid the din of towns and cities, I have owed to them in hours of weariness sensations sweet, felt in the blood, and felt along the heart passing even into my purer mind with tranquil restoration. Feelings too of unremembered pleasure, such perhaps as have no slight or trivial influence on that best portion of a good man's life, his little nameless unremembered acts of kindness and of love. Nor less, I trust to them, I may have owed another gift of aspect more sublime, that blessed mood in which the burden of the mystery in which the heavy and the weary weight of all this unintelligible world is lightened. That serene and blessed mood in which the affections gently lead us on, until the breath of this corporeal frame and even the motion of our human blood almost suspended, we are laid asleep in body and become a living soul. While with an eye made quiet by the power of harmony, and the deep power of joy we see into the life of things. If this be but a vain belief, yet, oh, how oft in darkness and amid the many shapes of joyless daylight, when the fretful stir unprofitable and the fever of the world have hung upon the beatings of my heart, how oft in spirit have I turned to thee, O Sylvan, why, thou wanderer through the woods, How often has my spirit turned to thee? Now, with gleams of half-extinguished thought, with many recognitions dim and faint and somewhat of a sad perplexity, the picture of the mind revives again, while here I stand not only with the sense of present pleasure, but with pleasing thoughts, that in this moment there is life and food for future years. And so I dare to hope, though changed no doubt from what I was when first I came among these hills, when like a roe I bounded o'er the mountains by the sides of the deep rivers and the lonely streams, wherever nature led, more like a man flying from something that he dreads than one who sought the thing he loved. For nature, then... The course of pleasures of my boyish days and their glad animal movements all gone by, to me, was all in all. I cannot paint what then I was. The sounding cataract haunted me like a passion. The tall rock, the mountain and the deep and gloomy wood, their colors and their forms were then to me an appetite, a feeling and a love that had no need of a remoter charm by thought supplied nor any interest unborrowed from the eye. That time is past, and all its aching joys are now no more for all its dizzy raptures. Not for this faint eye, nor mourn, nor murmur, other gifts have followed. For such loss I will believe abundant recompense. For I have learned to look on nature, not as in the hour of thoughtless youth, but hearing oftentimes the still, sad music of humanity, nor harsh, nor grating, though of ample power to chasten and subdue. And I have felt a presence that disturbs me with the joy of elevated thoughts, a sense sublime of something far more deeply interfused, whose dwelling is the light of setting suns, the round ocean, and the living air, and the blue sky, and in the mind of man. Emotion and a spirit.